Welcome to iPhone. Hello again. Welcome everybody to episode 55 of i4o. Um, for those of you who are watching in the live chat, I sincerely apologize for the first take of this episode. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know, because you're listening to the good recording after the fact, it is because um, I had some really strange audio issues um, in the beginning of the first recording. And there was a lot of stuff that was going wrong with the audio and it, it, it was an unusable recording. So for anybody who was listening to the first take, um, like I said, I'm sorry for subjecting you to that. I'm just going to do a quick monitor just because I can't test it just to make sure that it sounds good. Like I said, I'm um, sorry for subjecting It sounds good to me. So I think we're, we're ready to get this show on the road. Um, it's kind of, as I've said before, it's kind of a boring week in news there's not a whole lot uh we had e3 over the past week um going even further back where the events that we talked about computex wwdc um news about apple and all that fun stuff there's just really not a lot of exciting crazy stuff going on um but it's going to be a bit of a shorter episode it's going to be a more fun episode because it's going to be me hanging out with you guys and uh, there is still some wacky, interesting, weird stories, and um, as you can see from the title down below, if you're watching the live show, and if not, I'm about to explain it, Comcast has done some good stuff. So we're going to save that one for the end, just so that way we can talk a little bit more about it, but um, look forward to that, and definitely, um, definitely keep up with what's about to happen with that kind of news. So it's exciting. Um, it's especially for me just because it'll directly impact my workflow with Comcast. Um, but without further ado, let us get straight into it. So our first article, let me scroll up to the top so you, you guys can see the headline, is Samsung's canceled Project V, or 5, I don't know if they were going with Roman numerals or not, their foldable phone from years ago, shows up in leaked photos um so it's i mean it's canceled but now we know what it, what it looked like um so this device um looks very similar to the zte axon m foldable phone uh there's there's some key differences here there's not too much else um but some leaked images of it have been released, and now we can actually provide commentary on this. So um, it was a bold device. It was a very courageous device. Um, I don't think we're going to see anything like it again for quite some time, just because of the fact that I don't know why anybody would want a foldable phone exactly. I think one screen is plenty. Um I don't understand the push when people are trying to remove bezels, why Samsung feels they had a need to add another set of bezels. But um, I think that the proof is in the pudding in that this has been canceled, so there's no real reason to have this around. Um, but yeah, so it looks like, for any, anybody who's not able to see these images, there will be a link in the show notes for you guys to check this out. But um, it looks like two S6s, like stapled together on their on like their the, the I guess you'd call it the spine of the phones um, 
And unlike the Axon uh, M, this device is a fair bit thinner than that in that the the left display without the fingerprint um, scanner on it is just that. It's just a display. So they were able to make it much thinner, almost half, it looks like a little under half the thickness of the original device. Um, but at any rate, um, it looks... It just looks like an outdated device. Like it's too, I guess maybe the research in getting this took too long. Um, it was developed sometime around 2015 or 2016. So it's um, not really a modern device by any stretch of the imagination. It's a, it's based off of two year old tech, um, but it's, it's a thick phone. It's got bezels. It's, it's just, it's not not happening for Samsung. Um, maybe we'll see somebody try something crazy and weird again, but I think with the push to remove bezels and go into that notch era and remove as much as possible from from the phone itself, I think that we're probably done with these types of devices. Um, but yeah, at any rate, uh, that was the uh, Project V phone. And this is probably the last that we'll see from this. Um, but yeah, so uh, it has it a rather thick with a flip out screen. Looks reminiscent of Galaxy S6s. Uh, capacitive buttons on just like they had on the older Samsung devices. Uh, yeah, it's it's just a a mark of of a long time past in Samsung's history. So I don't really see much hope for this device um but yeah i mean it is what it is so at any rate moving on to the next topic we have some exciting news from apple and their tv service so for those of you who haven't seen apple has struck a deal with oprah or vice versa oprah has struck a deal with apple um over hollywood content and the new Hollywood content wars heat up. This art, this article is not mobile friendly, so I'm I'm doing my best here. So, um, at any rate, so they have created, or they have arranged a, a contract with which to create original programs that quote embrace her incomparable ab ability to connect with audiences around the world. Winfrey's projects will be released as part of a lineup of original content from Apple. So. Uh, we we've all seen Apple's attempts at at a original content, if you can call it that. Um, it was a very poor attempt at at creating like a game show esque Silicon Valley style TV show, which was a complete failure by all stretches of the imagination. So um, take that for what it's worth. But that being said. Um, they're trying it again, but this time, unlike crappy game shows, they have Oprah Winfrey said, and the audio is still good for anybody who heard that. Um, but they say the deal will not affect her contract with own the television network that she has that she quote owns to use a stupid joke. Um, she recently extended her contract on that through 2025. So this is a separate deal. Um, but uh, there was. This is just part of a long haul for these streaming services to move into that next step of content creation, where they get a media titan, 
and pull in all the or don't hold any stops or pull out all the stops i don't know what that phrase means or if i'm even saying that right but either way um they're trying to pick up all these media titans in order to have a strong foundation in this new post cable world that we live in so with um all these news articles coming out about how cord cutting is becoming big and um all of these other streaming services are beginning to um take over and overtake uh these um internet and cable service companies who have dominated the industry for so many decades before uh, a couple weeks ago we even mentioned that Netflix had passed Comcast in value they're now worth more than Comcast um which is something I never thought I'd ever see. Uh, but it's just kind of a Comcast. If they don't abandon this cable thing, they may go the way of like Blockbuster and um, what is it? Circuit City and all those other companies that just refused to adapt to the new world. Um, and I still think it's funny that um, Blockbuster was killed by Netflix and now Netflix is killing another company. So uh, they're just disrupting everything about this industry and i think that is the most refreshing piece of news anybody could hear um, all week when it comes to uh, bad news for cable and good news for streaming because streaming services just make more sense in this um, in this era of the internet and us needing things now and we don't have to wait for tv shows to air we can just watch it whenever we want it's an it's an on-demand experience and it's much more modern and up-to-date than anything that we've had before in the past which is like i said it's refreshing so um this is good for good for the open network and really good for um for uh netflix or not netflix um apple so we'll see if apple has the staying power to outlast these other streaming companies or hold its own kind of establish its niche somewhere in this weird world of post cable that we have um they have made deals before with people such as reese witherspoon steven spielberg octavia spencer and kevin durant but this is oprah winfrey is just like they're here and oprah winfrey's here like she is another level of star power um anybody who's seen the golden globes um this past year um has seen just how good of a speaker she is and how respected she is across the industry um and uh there's apparently there's a there's a prospect of a potential 2020 oprah presidential bid um i i this isn't a political podcast so i can't speak to the validity of that statement but um this is where cnn was taking that um so I think that this is another for people who are within Apple's ecosystem. I think this is great for people who aren't. I think if this is something you like, then this may be your ticket into their walled garden. Um, more con more comment on that later, but um, yeah. So I think this is I think this is good for streaming. Um, it's not too crazy. Not something we expect. I know Netflix made a deal with uh, Jerry Seinfeld on his show comedians and cars getting coffee among others so i think i think they have him for um and this number it's like a nine figure deal i think 
which is 100 million at least so just let that number soak in that's how much he's getting paid to be on netflix um so for us normal people that's a lot a lot of money so i can only imagine what apple must have paid oprah winfrey to get onto their network they must have had to offer her a very enticing contract um but uh yeah so netflix has seinfeld apple has oprah will hulu by tom cruise i don't know stay tuned for that um it'll be interesting to see how the other streaming services react to this and um look forward to a lot of original content from these uh from these media titans if you will so uh, that's exciting but uh we have more news so we should get to that um moving right along to other business tesla and I'm so far down the article again because this is take two. <laughs> they have cut 9% of their staff. So they have grown and evolved rapidly over the past several years. Uh, this is a direct quote from the article, which has resulted in some duplication of roles and some job functions. Um, while they made sense in the past, they are difficult to justify today. And they said that they are making this, this this hard decision now so that they never have to do this again. So um, for those of you who do not know and have not kept up on this, um, Tesla has been cleaning house and doing a bit of reorganization. I think this is both to help them and to appease some of their longtime stockholders and trying to turn a new leaf towards moving towards profitability for the first time. Um, so... They are cleaning house. So this is just, it's not a sign that they're going down. I think this is just more for reorganizing and setting their, getting a, a set of hard priorities that they need to follow. Excuse me. So they said that only salaried employees will be affected. The layoffs will not affect the production of the Model 3 since no production associates are being cut. Um, as a matter of fact, they're still hiring and they plan on increasing that number. So um, expect their production to be optimal for the Model 3. So that's uh, this, so th I think those numbers are the most important thing to Elon Musk. So I think we can look forward to seeing that number stay. But um, they said they need the, the Model 3 to succeed just because they put so much of their stock into this. Um, but th they were... Um, it, so far, it has pleased investors. Anybody who is invested in Tesla stock has noticed that they are up more than 40% from their 52-week low back in April. Um, I don't know anything about stock, so I can't speak really to that. But um, I'm assuming that they're reacting positively to Tesla's new leaf that they're turning. So they're trying to regain themselves. And they said that the stock did lose some gains following news of these layoffs. Um, but I think that's normal. That's not something that we need to be alarmed about. Um, so they're still going to be disrupting the industry, um, which is good. We need a, we need a company like Tesla to keep the auto makers that have established themselves in the industry on their toes. Um, but he says, um, like I said, it's, it's restructuring. So they have never made an annual profit, which is um, a point that's made by critics. And they said, we will never achieve our mission unless we have eventually demonstrate that we can be sustainably profitable so like i said um he's 
gotta lay some people off who have redundant jobs and that's uh, companies do this all the time um that being said uh he does want to make if for these layoffs he's not just being like yep see ya pack your desk up go home he's uh, giving the affected employees significant salary and stock vesting proportionate to the time that they've spent at the company, so they are leaving on a good note. He's not trying to burn bridges with some of the talent just because just because the job isn't necessary doesn't mean that they weren't helpful when they worked for Tesla. So um, a lot of people may try to spin this as like, Tesla failing? Oh my God, but it's not quite true. Um, it's good to get all the facts before we jump to those conclusions. But um, at any rate, um, that is where Tesla is. More news on that as it develops. But that being said, I don't really foresee much else in the future aside for just news of maybe another car or um, something along those lines. Um, but yeah, Tesla's down or they dropped 9% and we'll see where they go from there. So um, it is what it is. Amazon Prime Now. So, anybody who has not heard of Prime Now, it is a rapid delivery service for sub two hour, um, what is it, Prime members of Amazon. Uh, they have just started rolling out Prime Now with Whole Foods to this list of cities. And some cities have more services than others. Uh, I believe, like Seattle and the Bay Area. And areas like that, like maybe Austin, those have more of an expanded um, service. At, whereas areas like Philadelphia and like Richmond and um, other places have more limited services. Like, for example, Philadelphia, they have Prime Now, but it's only for Whole Foods. Whereas San Francisco has Prime Now, but you also get um, more, such as like actual clothing items and products from Amazon's warehouses. But the premise of this is you go on Prime now, you find something you want, you order it, you pick a time for it to be delivered, and it's delivered straight to your door um, the same day. So that's why it's called Prime Now. But um, it's exciting. It's nice to see the service being rolled out into a lot more cities. And um, it's another nail in the coffin for the grocery store delivery services. As every We know that every time... Amazon opens its mouth about Whole Foods, uh, grocery stores quiver in their stocks. So um, that was a crappy attempt at a joke, but for those of you who understood it and laughed, I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, they deliver seven days a week. Uh, delivery fees will vary based on the order. So if you order like a bag of peanuts, it's going to be less expensive than ordering uh, your full set of weekly groceries. Um, and yeah, there's a link in the show notes it's just for checking to see what's available in your city so if you are listed in one of these cities or in more importantly in the u.s i don't think this applies to any of our overseas listeners but um, this may be exciting because it's something that could potentially come as amazon begins to expand past the u.s but um, i think amazon has historically played favorites with the united states which is debatable in itself and that's a whole different show that we could talk about that for but at any rate um look forward to seeing more news on prime now in your area and yeah so fun stuff but the most exciting thing um 
So full disclosure on before we get to the new article, um, I'll be moving to an area and the area only has Comcast available in its list of services, which is true for most of the U.S. And as the as would be appropriate for the host of a tech podcast, I use a lot of stuff that relies on the Internet and uploads, downloads. I have a home server, which um, collates my local movie library. I have... Um, online like network attached storage solutions and stuff like that just things that um, help make my life easier um, places where I put the show recordings places where I put the resources and um, where all of us work from to get the, to get these episodes out to you guys and um, as you might obviously know that requires a lot of uploading and downloading which is a lot of data and Comcast historically has had data caps on their internet service. So that was something that made me afraid of what that means for me and what my internet experience will be because um, some of the rumors with the data caps have been as high or as low as uh, a terabyte. And some people may not use that, but this is all devices on your network. So if you go over a terabyte of data across any of your devices total, then they will throttle your internet speed down to this like slow, unusable nightmare. So what Comcast has announced, uh, this article broke yesterday from Engadget. Comcast has announced that they are no longer going to be throttling heavy internet user speeds, uh, which is exciting. It's, it's really good that I don't have to worry about being throttled. So... The company says the improvements in technology make this unnecessary. So they were this this goes all the way back to 2007 and the article's got the whole history of it. So long story short, in 2007 they were throttling BitTorrent traffic which led to the FCC investigation and an order from the agency to stop and then instead of stopping, they slow all traffic for the heaviest users. So it's like, uh, oh, we're not going to just throttle one service, we're going to throttle it all, so we're fair. Um and that thing which they call a congestion management system, uh, that's been in place ever since that. Um, but now, um, as reflected in a, quote, June 11th, 2018 update to our Xfinity Internet Broadband Disclosures, um, they are going to be deactivating that system. And that disclosure also comes uh, with the FCC's notice that any changes in this type of a thing for Internet service providers, they have to report this to their consumers. So this was made public as a result of that. Um, and it's good to see that Comcast is announcing something positive, especially considering the same day net neutrality died. So um, I guess that's exciting to see where this is going so far. Um, but they said that a lot of people have been moving um, onto more modern DOCSIS gateways and modems, which is eliminating this congestion, which they, they have. I mean, they could have also just expanded their fiber network like it's probably not hard for a company worth as much as comcast but you know that's kind of asking a bit too much so i don't think we can i don't think we can rely on that for positive news but either way i'm very happy to report that this is now no longer an issue for us as a consumer which is the best so with um 
and it's well over 99% of their users are using more modern equipment. Um, so they aren't, this is actually something good. Like we can actually end the show with positive news from Comcast, no less. So, um, and they say that they reserve the right to do it again if the network environment changes so significantly that they encounter uh, congestion issues again. They could do it. It's just kind of a boilerplate statement saying that we reserve the right to do this again, just so you know. Um, but at any rate, uh, it's great news. So, um, yeah, Comcast in a positive light for arguably the first time in this podcast. I think we can set the clock back to zero days since Comcast has unveiled something good to the listener. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm really happy to be able to say that that's something that we can report on. Um, but yeah, uh, at, at that rate, I think that this brings us to the end of the episode. Um, it's a quick, it's a quick update, a quick episode for our listeners, but it is something for you to listen to. Um, that being said, so if you liked what you heard and you're like, wow, these guys do a really great show. I wish I could follow them somewhere. Well, guess what? Lucky listener, you can follow us somewhere. Um, you can visit us at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at industry 40 all spelled out. Um, you can check us out and communicate with us directly on those platforms. And we like hearing from you guys and knowing what we did right, what we did wrong, what we should talk about, what we shouldn't talk about. Um, it helps. It helps us bring a better show to you guys, which I think in the end benefits everybody because you get better news. Um, and also, if you like, you can visit us on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a review because it ultimately reviews help us get to more listeners they expand our base and they expand your knowledge because with more listeners we're able to uh, provide much more interesting content and it's it's always good to hear from you guys and uh, learn from what we might be doing right and wrong and um, I encourage everybody to go onto one of these links and read and drop a review because if you do I will shout you out on the air uh, with whatever method you want. So, um, yeah. Uh, if you want to get a shout out, then feel free to leave us a review. Cause like I said, and I hate begging, but we, it really does help us. So we, and also we just like hearing from you guys. It's, um, it's always good to hear from the listeners, but, um, speaking of hearing, if you can't catch us live, uh, which we typically record and stream to Twitch, live on Sunday mornings. Um, it's a little bit later in the day today. There's been a busy weekend for a lot of people, but this is typically the time we jump on. But if you can't catch us at that time, you can listen to us on Google Play, iTunes, podcasts, uh, like I said, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, maybe. Like, we're everywhere. Um, and you can find us at Industry 4.0, i4.0, Industry 4.0, um, and basically anywhere you can get a podcast, we're probably there just with the exception of Spotify. There's been some weird backend changes going on with Spotify and it's been causing some delays in getting new podcasts into their system. But 
Uh, stay tuned, and I will keep you posted. Expect a tweet for sure when we get that news. Um, but, yeah. Um, this has been episode 55. Um, and I will see you guys in the next one. Take care, guys. Thank you.